At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This show comes to you each and every weekday at about this same time from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. It is the 24th of June, 2021. The Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. Yes, hello. Sean Gotti coming to you live once again from Raleigh, North Carolina. And if you're looking for a leftist view from a conservative Armenian, look no further. We've got that for you right here. We've got news. We've got politics. We've got bullshit and more right here on the Eric Zajel Podcast. So please, without further ado, allow me to introduce to you the one, the only, Eric Zane. Okay, got a little bit of a, uh, very different, very different. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show Podcast. Uh, Daily Show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Uh, Okay, right here. Getting right after it, as always, as I like to do. Drama in the household today. The much-ballyhooed Pooh Bear points. Uh, that is uh, uh, what we use here in the household when uh, when when things get a little wonky. That's when Diana tells me, "Okay, you've lost Pooh Bear points. That's it. Okay, uh, okay, you got a problem. You just lost some Pooh." I am never. She never lets me know when I have one Pooh Bear points. Uh, it's just constantly. It, it appears to be at like one level. And then she just lets me know when I've lost Pooh Bear points. Uh, today was a, a, a lose Pooh Bear points day. I, I, I lost those points. She announced that. Uh, yesterday, I actually lost, according to her, 150 points times two. So 300 points because of eye rolls. I forget what exactly happened, but she said something. And I actually went... I roll them, and I had no idea that she goes. That's it. She looked at me funny, and then she she said said something. I don't remember the conversation. I rolled them again. She goes, "That's it. You know, uh, Pooh Bear points. You lost one fifty, and you did it twice. That's three hundred Pooh Bear points. You just lost for the eye rolls." I'm like, "Oh no! Oh no! I lost what? What? Today? Uh, never good when you're sitting in a." Uh, uh, certain prone position. Well, I don't know if it's prone. You're in a seated position and used food is leaving your body. That's where I was. Had the squatty potty in full effect. Feet on the squatty potty. 
normal evacuation process. And I hear, Eric, where's my key? I, like, used her vehicle the other day. Yesterday. I don't know. I have no idea. So I hear tromping around. Then I thought about it. I'm like, I think I know where it is. I think I know where the key is. It's like a little fob. You know, you get in, you push a button, car starts. And uh, I, it was in the running shorts that I that I, I did my workout in. And uh, those were like sitting in a pile. So I know it's like in the pocket. I just, I just have that feeling. It, it dawns on me as I'm finishing up the job that I can find them for her. But she's looking around. You know, she's got to go. She's got. She just started back up to work today. She uh, has this. She's got the side hustle at the YMCA. Uh, so I get up and uh, I see the clothes on the uh, floor. Pick, I pick it. Oh, there it is. I go. I got it. I got it. And she comes around the corner in a panic, and she goes, "You gotta put it back where you get it, where you where you had it in one spot. You can't just. You always lose my stuff. That's it. A thousand. I go a thousand. A thousand Pooh Bear points. You lost a thousand Pooh Bear points. And she stomps away, man. I'm like, oh shit, man. I just lost a thousand Pooh Bear points, motherfucker. Oh no. Uh, this is, uh, she's, she's, uh, back taking care of the little kids. There's that spot in the YMCA. You know, moms and dads show up, they bring their kids to the YMCA, they drop them off in the kids' zone. K-I-D-Z. Diana watched them. This is the same. It would have been. She would have been uh, uh, working sooner. But this was the place. I think I told you about that. It was a damnedest thing. Uh, Thank God no kids were in there when this happened. But some stupid deer went nuts and went running top speed towards the windows, the bank of windows at the YMCA. I don't know if it saw itself and wanted to fight it. I, I don't even know. And and jumped right into the window and went through the window. And now the deer's like, ah, holy shit, I'm in the kid zone. Oh, my God. And then so he goes, starts going nuts. And then somehow he winds his way into the restroom of the kids zone. Now... The problem is, when he jumped through the window, he was mortally wounded. So he's got a huge uh, problem. Uh, Had they been able to uh, wrangle him sooner, and they did try, um, professionals showed up trying to uh, corral the creature to to save its life, it would have been okay. But uh, too much time passed, and uh, the, the poor deer died. Because of the injuries suffered when it went through the glass, so you know uh, that's uh, those those creatures have a lot of blood, and so the blood is everywhere. The fucking deer leaked over the entire kid zone. Every toy in the kid zone has deer blood on it and deer fur, and it's just a shit show. Man, it took forever to get the kid zone back in order because of this fucking crazy deer that decimated it. 
you know, here you are, you're working at the YMCA. You're like, oh my God, we were finally back in, in operation after the pandemic. So glad that uh, we can open up the kids zone for the moms and dads to drop their kids off. Kablamo! Here comes a deer bleeding on everything. Oh no, we got to shut the kids zone down again. Oh my God. Today is the grand opening of the kids zone. So the queen of the forest, you know, uh, she's a take her care type of person is back in business with just one arm. You know, she's still recovering from that shoulder surgery, which, wow. Um, you know, she says, if I had known, she goes, I, I do, I do toy with the idea of just living with the discomfort of a torn rotator cuff. Had I known the, uh, length of the recovery. I mean, I would have known how unbelievably painful the recovery is. And I go, yeah, that, I can understand that. But at the same time, then, you know, I mean, it's either you're out of commission for a year with uh, being uncomfortable trying to bring it back or you're never recovered and it's getting worse. So that, come on. Uh, she uh, continues to make progress in the recovery, in the rehab of the shoulder. That is, uh, wow, you should see her. She, uh, she can barely raise it up. She can barely hold a cup of coffee. It, uh, she goes to rehab all the damn time. She goes and sees this nice guy named Danny who has a, uh, a, a, a crutch. He, he constantly goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have anybody that does that when you're talking to them? They're going, uh-huh, 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're, they're doing it to, like, further the conversation. Like, my neighbor, uh, Brian over here, he does that. He, it's similar. I'm, like, telling him a story. He's going, okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. I'm like, uh, hey, shut up. You just just listen. Stop. Wasn't there a Joe Pesci character from the film Lethal Weapon who did that? Okay, 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 okay. Stop stop making noise when I'm talking to you. No mm-hmms. No okays. Just look me in the eye, and then when I'm done speaking, you speak. This is uh making me think you're an alien. Uh, Danny works hard to help get the queen of the forest back. So, uh, lost Pooh Bear points. She's out the door. Okay. Uh, yesterday, I did not want to train. This is week three of pre-training for the Eric Zane, Mike Ball race for the ages at the Grand Rapids Marathon. We both are racing the half, racing each other in the half marathon. October 17th. The day was getting long. I had to do half mile repeats with active recovery. Joe Morin. Yeah, quit acting like you know how I train. You have no idea what I'm supposed to do. And frankly, I've been doing this for as long as you have. I have some idea of what the hell to do. I ran a half marathon, not as fast as you, but I did run it in an hour and 28 one time. That's pretty damn fast for me. That's pretty damn fast. You know? So shut up. You and your racist terms for running injuries. This guy goes around and tells people, hey, uh, you're, you're uh, getting ready for your workout, but you're limping. And he'll, he'll say uh, an N-word that rhymes with wiggle. He thinks 
And he's even sent me links that this is a tr- that this is a true thing that you can uh, that the word um, uh, N word rhymes with wiggle is a term. I don't even want to even think about it. Uh, is is a term used to describe a running injury? It's like, well, okay, maybe it is, but no one uses it. No one wants to use it because it starts with the letters N I G and ends in goal. So what kind of idiot would say this in, in, in public? Why don't you just say my leg hurts? No, you've got to say a racist term. I not want to train yesterday. I got it done. And here's the thing. This is, this is, the, this is what I'm talking about. When you're not motivated, you need discipline. Okay, this was on display. Every fiber of my being did not want to get this workout in. Discipline. It even started to rain before I left the house. And I'm like, oh, God, it's like uh, 815 at night. And of course, the sun doesn't set here till like midnight at this time of year. That didn't matter. But everybody was kind of winding down. Okay, and at this house. The Eric Zane Show podcast household, eight to nine is the final hour before bedtime for the Queen of the Forest and the NFK. And here I am getting set to go out and bust out uh, half mile repeats. You know why? It's because I'm disciplined. Okay, Mike Ball, while you're out there celebrating your, uh, your, your big uh, awesome performance at the Grand Rapids Triathlon half iron distance while you do your thing in sunny Hawaii, you idiot. I'm here working because I'm disciplined. Did not want to get that done. Got it done. Got it done. Update on the AT Children's Project fundraiser. At least I think. I heard from my pal, Jennifer Thornton. Jennifer um, is one of the many people that runs the show at the AT Children's Project. We are about a week away before they finish up the logistic uh, shell moving of creating the website. What you'll end up doing is you'll make a $25 donation to the AT Children's Project on the platform when their page is done being built for this event in particular. That money will fund research uh, for an organization that just does not get a ton of cash because the AT Children's Project, the disease, ataxia, telangiectasia, most people haven't heard of it. But we are full on making this a fundraiser, the race. So in order to place your bet, either Eric or Mike, it's $25. You can give more. It's up to you. You make your bet. And then there's like a spot for discussion. You can like, hey, go get them. You can write, Mike Ball's going to win by six minutes. We're going to take whoever predicts the winner. It's either me or Mike. And the closest time 
in terms of distance of the victory, uh, margin of time. So if someone says, eh, Mike's going to win by 10 minutes, and then it's uh, Mike wins by uh, 10.30, that person would win. That's how it's going to be. You will also be able to text the word hope to a number and make a donation that way. Extremely excited about it. I've set the goal at a thousand bucks. Love to raise a thousand dollars for the AT Children's Project. Hopefully more. And there you go. So if you were thinking about like buying an Eric Zancho podcast T-shirt or something like that, skip that. Hold off on that. Hold off on uh, on, on on anything else, and uh, take care of that when the time is right. I imagine about a week or so we'll be up and running for that. So I am uh, extremely happy about that. Uh, that event happening October 17th. I want to see you on the race course cheering us on. Today's a little bit of a funky morning. We had, uh, well, uh, my wife's brother-in-law, the NFK, on the warpath. More on that in a second. I want to say hello to people as they enjoy uh, the live stream of the podcast. I want to take just a little bit of time with this. One of the things I've been uh, doing is um, paying attention to uh, a couple of podcasts. And uh, I'll say hi to you in just a second. Um, because I am on, I'm going to be on Who Are These Podcasts with Carl coming up. Uh, we're going to record on Saturday. And it'll be available on his Discord. Which just reminded me I am not yet on discord right now i am an idiot i keep forgetting to do that i need to add that to the list of things that i'm supposed to do and then those people will be able to listen to the show as it happens live on discord and not have to worry about looking at uh facebook there we go carl says okay we're going to uh review a show called Tiger Belly. I have no idea what that is. He says, are you familiar with Bobby Lee? And I said, no. He goes, oh, good. A fresh perspective. I have no clue who that is. I've never heard of that person in my life. Brian says, how the hell do you find the show on Discord? I'll send you a link later. Bobby Lee's about my age. Used to be on Mad TV. I found this out after the fact. Asian dude. Got a podcast called Tiger Belly. I don't want to discuss any of it with you. That's kind of like the golden rule of who are these podcasts. You don't discuss it before. All I'll tell you is Bobby Lee does this podcast with his better half. Uh, everybody seems to listen to it. There, he, has, he is very, very popular. The show is very, very popular. Uh, he does it on YouTube, and then there's an audio podcast. Part of the show also is Carl said, I need you to listen to the latest stuttering John, and I need you to listen to the latest Opie. <clears throat> All right. 
one of the things I have picked up, um, well, actually relatively recently, frankly, since the time that I've been listening to Who Are These Podcasts, is the critical idea to fucking get after it. When your podcast starts, talk. Get to a point. Get to it quickly. Don't waste anybody's time. Get after it. Bring them in. Be good. Don't be boring. And to me, personally, and I used to do this shit. If you start the podcast, within a minute, you better be into something that is uh, that you want to plant your flag in. A topic, a story, anything at all. Get to it. Because in the event, in the, in the unlikely event that there is someone new who might be interested in uh, whatever, co- any topical discussion, you have the potential of bringing them in and keeping them. So get after it. Okay? Don't sit there and fuck around like an idiot and waste everybody's time and do stupid shit that doesn't move the fucking meter. Get after it. Doesn't matter what it is. As long as you're you're sure in what you're saying and you're focused and you're going after it. Like today, I started right away describing you about the dynamic of the Queen of the Forest telling me I have lost Pooh Bear points. What the fuck? Which is bullshit. I can't believe that that even happened. I hope to be able to bring Carl on the show tomorrow to discuss things in general. Not to discuss Tiger Belly. Not to discuss Stuttering John or Opie. But Carl's great. I love the guy. And um, I, I, uh, I, I tell him this often. Here's what's cool about Carl. When Carl started podcasting, he had zero people listening to him. Zero. It's much different than when radio guy says, hey, I'm going to do a podcast because, you know, there's people who listened in the past to the radio show and then they kind of like transition over to the podcast. You know what I mean? That's a that's that's lucky. I, I am very, very lucky to have been able to do that. And then somehow but kind of wiggle my uh, wiggle in and try to uh, elbow my way into getting a little bit of uh, traction or space so that I can do this uh, and, and earn a living. It's a lot of work, but, you know, all right. Way different if then when you're, you're starting from zero. Even Stu McAllister had more than zero when he started, okay, because people know him from doing comedy. Regular guy on the street starts from scratch doing what he does. That's listening to podcasts and saying, oh, my God, can you believe this guy did this? And through word of mouth and spreading the uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the the show and, and sharing it, he's become a very, very popular fucking show. He's much bigger than I am. I'll tell you that right now. He's so popular that comics listen to Carl's show. Other podcasters listen to Carl's show. And that's fucking great. That is that is quite literally building something from nothing. The truest way of building something from nothing. Now, Carl's show is not for everybody because people who listen to my show have listened to Carl's show and said, this sucks dick. 
okay? But I'm kind of like a, um, I, I like a lot of behind the scenes shit. And um, these guys kind of get behind the scenes when they do it and, and uh, pick apart various things in this, uh, tinker with it, kind of like a similar way that I would. So I'm very appealed. It's very appealing to me on that type of show. But again, not for everybody, but I love it. So um, I'm lucky. Because because of the size of his audience, and I've managed to establish the rapport with him, and he's had me on once, and now for a second time, and I'm preparing my ass off, hoping not to lay an egg on his show for the second time for my sophomore effort. Uh, that's great. That's good for this show when his audience knows about me. What's up, Corey? Corey from Maine is on Discord. Um. So there's that. That is great. Very, very cool. <sighs> that being said, John and Opie, stuttering John and Opie, they spend so much fucking time talking to show members like Kate here. She says, that was riveting. What the fuck? Kate, what, what is that supposed to mean? Shut up, Kate. You pain in the ass. That's what Opie does. The whole show. <laughs> Thank you to Brian. Thank you to John. My cousin is here. What's up, buddy? Kate says, F you. Shut your stupid Jersey mouth. All right. Hey to Josh, Tyler. Tyler quoting Joe Moore and hey man is that n-word still bugging you god I cannot believe you actually say that to people Kate says now I'm sad well toughen up you mouthy jerk I don't have to take that shit from you I love you. Okay. Uh, today, around the household, it is uh, a, wow, a big-time NFK stomp fest. My wife's brother-in-law, the NFK, who lives with us, NFK stands for No Filter Kevin. Uh, he uh, had a partial lobotomy. I'm Really. I mean, raise your hand if you know someone who had a lobotomy. I thought that a lobotomy was something that they stopped doing. Uh, wasn't one of the one member of the uh, Kennedy family back in the day, they gave her a lobotomy and she went and she was like brain dead afterwards. Yeah. My brother-in-law had a lobotomy. They cut out a portion of his brain. Well, when they did that, they cut out his pre uh, uh, did damage to the prefrontal cortex. So he just says whatever the fuck he wants. He does have some filter, so if you encounter him, he's going to have the filter on, but around the house, he's not. This isn't, it doesn't really have to do with the lack of filter, but I'm just giving you a little bit of background. Of, I was like, well, Zane, why does he live with you? Well, my, the brother, he, the other brother that he lived with dropped dead suddenly just uh, 11 months ago. So we got to take care of him. He lives here. And uh, I've, I've described to you the uh, the the uh, uh, 
He walks around like uh, a creature that is a, a cross between a penguin and Frankenstein, thus the name Penguinstein. He stomps, stomps his fucking feet like you would not believe. If he gets up before you, like on the weekend if I sleep in, I wake up when he wakes up because he's downstairs stomping his fucking feet. Holy shit. On a typical day, though, when I'm up and around getting ready for this show, uh, I, I have a list of things I have to do. I have to, get the, I have to get the dogs fed. I have to freaking make the coffee, and then that's it. And then I go upstairs. Typically, he waits till I am out of the way, okay? And then when I get out of the way, then he starts stomping around with his list of things to do. But today was different. Today was different, okay? Uh, he was very agitated, very, very agitated. And I, I, I don't know what's going on there in that noggin of his. Um, first of all, uh, he has to have a lot of ice in the water bottle, which means that my ice maker is always empty. Okay. Now this, he uses the ice maker so much that first of all, it's empty. Second of all, he, he burned out an ice maker like on the freezer, uh, within months after moving here, the ice maker stopped working. We had to replace the ice maker. Thank God he had the presence of mind to know that he, in fact, did it because he, the overuse and he paid for it. So we have a second ice maker inside of the fridge, the freezer. Every, I've talked to you about every morning he, uh, he holds the thing up. The ice comes out. 50% of the cubes wind up on the ground. He has to bend over and pick them up, which he wouldn't pick up if I was not standing there. Uh, and then, so, but now he's figured out this. He... He's, he's adapted. He gets an, another cup, fills up the ice in the cup, and then he—I figured this out. He he puts the cup in the in the pulls open the freezer and puts the cup in the freezer, and everything is an extra step with this guy. And I'm like, well, why don't you just get a bigger cup when you're ready to get some ice? Put it up, fill it up, and then just put the ice in your cup. Whatever, six of one, half dozen of the other. He does it that way. He will get up, get his frozen meal that he's going to eat, the uh, devour uh, frozen uh, chicken fried steak or whatever the fuck, heat it up in the microwave, dump it into a Tupperware, put the lid on it, and put it in the fridge. And we're like, well, why don't you just, when you're ready to eat it, put it in the microwave, take it out, and eat it? No. No got to be this way. I don't know what the fuck is going on today, but he gets up, he's stomping around, and then I hear the water running on the sink. And he is... I, I still don't know what was going on, but he has taken a water bottle that you might use when you're on a bike ride, and it, he kept it in the freezer. So now it's a block of ice inside of the fucking thing. And he's holding it under the water. And he, he's thawing it out. That's all I can, I'm like, I take one look at him and he's, he's holding the bottle, actual bottle underwater, under the water. And, and I'm like, oh my God, you're going to be there all day. What are you? No questions. Just get the fuck out of there. I don't ask. Before we went to bed last night, he says to Diana and me, we're sitting there. He goes, Hey, you want to go to the tiger game tomorrow? And I go, uh, well, 
I'm kind of booked up. I, uh, you know, it's a pretty much a school day for me. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah, fuck, yeah, fucking shit, yeah. He swears all the time. I'm like, okay, all right. Uh, so uh, I understand that they are going to go to the Tigers game today. The plan is Diana works at the kid zone. Off they go to the ballpark. All right. And then today he comes walking up to me after he's thawing out the friggin' water. And he says, what, how did it go? Okay. To, today's game is a night game. So then he comes walking up to me with his face is all wrinkled up. I'm not going to no fucking night game. I go, excuse me? Yeah, that's late. That's a night game. I'm not going to. I want to go to the fucking day game, man. Yeah, shit. Yeah, fuck. Walks away. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? So it's kind of like I was, there was something going on in the brain. It came out and then suddenly I now, I now have it. And I go walking up steps. I go, I go, what the fuck is your brother talking about? She goes, what do you mean? He says he just he, he can't stand night games. He's not going to a night game. She goes, what? Yeah, that's what he said. She goes, yesterday he said he can't stand it, uh, day games. It's too hot in the sun. <laughs> I go, well, I, I don't think they do a morning game. I don't know. <laughs> what? So I guess he's talked himself out of it, and he wants to go to a day game. But 12 hours earlier, it was, I hate day games. I want to go to a night game. No idea. And he's agitated as hell. He is stomping around, man. I mean, big time. Um, there is uh, there is also a nuance that happens with him where, where he sits. If you can picture this in your mind's eye, there is a direct route to, like, the fridge. If he gets up and just walks straight, he will go through the kitchen and be and be right there it is a straight shot there is another way to get there but it's all the way through the living room down by the steps around the bathroom and you can get there but it is it's turns and ridiculous there is no point in doing that and i i still don't know what's in that noggin because he will, from time to time, do that. Like, take this really, really bizarre path uh, through the house. Yeah, you remember the, the this is going to be a terrible reference, the family circus cartoons in the old newspaper when the little shit, you'd see him walk around with the, dot, the dots behind him on his path. That's what's going on with this guy. I'm like, Kevin, why the fuck are you taking this long way throughout the house to get to a place that is a direct shot? This is like if you were in an airplane going from Detroit to Los Angeles, uh, going from Detroit to Maine to Miami to Duluth to L.A. What is going on? I have no idea. Joey says maybe he's trying to avoid you, you fucker. Kate says maybe he's getting his steps in for the day. Perhaps. Oh. Unbelievable. If you want to check this show out, there's several ways you can get it. First of all, 
if you download the audio podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, it's real simple. Just search Eric Zane show. Tyler says he's getting his steps and got to keep that cholesterol low. Yeah, that fucker. 101 on the LDL. I don't know how the hell that is. Eric Zane Show, wherever you download podcasts, subscribe to it, uh, rate it with however many stars you think I've heard, and give me a review. What do you think about this shit? Say something snarky on the review. I would love that. You can also get it at ericzaneshow.com. Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Uh, if you would share it, like it. Thank you very much. Uh, brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. Twitter, a Periscope video. Retweet it with a snarky comment, please. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Online at bluefrostit.com. The almighty YouTube. Eric Zane show on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel, bell notification, so you know when I go live and throw a thumbs up at me. Thank you. Sarah says, CastBox has been running Spanish-speaking commercials during your show. Yeah, I know that. That's uh, that's on all of them. I don't put those in. That's called a dynamic ad placement. Another organization is doing that. Um, But that's also very, very good for the show. Bounce ahead if you want. I don't care. But they are there for you. Sometimes they're Spanish. Sometimes they're not. The other day, there was one that said, hey, come to Lowe's and get all your home improvement stuff. And then the next ad was, hey, come to Home Depot and get all your home improvement stuff. And then there's also one in the middle of the show, which I didn't know that I could actually strategically position it. I have now. Like before, it would just show up like in the middle of a word. Now I try to like throw it like at the end of a thought or the end of a story before I start the next story. A learning curve. I am on Instagram too. Brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. I post to it very rarely, but it is there. Thank you. Uh, Eric Zane Show on Instagram. And as always, send me an email. Eric at EricZaneShow.com on the Shoreliners Striping Inbox. Shoreliners, stripe your parking lot, sweep your parking lot, paint your athletic field with Shoreliners Striping. Shoreliners Striping. It's June, so July, August, September. Four months till hockey season. Oh, my God, I cannot wait. We're doing a full season. Very, very, very cool. Email. Email of the day. More than one. I think more than one. For sure, just one. But no, for sure one, maybe two. Melinda, who may or may not be enjoying this podcast live. I don't think she is. I think she listens a little later. Melinda is the lady who I did the uh, cameo for that she had me do a cameo for her uh, lover. She is a lesbian. And she's uh, uh, one of those lesbians that used to be into dick. And then she figured it out and she went, ah, I'm not into dick anymore. I am, a, I am into vagina. That's interesting. That's, a, uh, that's kind of a struggle. Can you imagine that your, your sexuality is, well, 
I guess it's kind of good if you're into both. Maybe she's into both. Hey, Melinda, there you are. Uh, Melinda, uh, are you into both? I mean, or are you exclusive vagina? Because sometimes that happens where a person is exclusive penis and then goes exclusive vagina. But sometimes they are into both. You, you wrote, nope. Well, what is it? I need to know. You can't just say, if I, if I say, which one are you? And then you say, nope, that, that doesn't help me. She says, she writes, just the taco. Well, when you were in, t- okay, let me ask you this, Melinda. You can just type the, your, uh, your answer. When you were into penis, were you into the penis? Or were you, was that just a, a, a game you were playing? Were you denying yourself? Were you only into vagina when you were married to a man? I'm curious. I may have asked you this before, but it's good to go back sometimes. Or were you into both at some point? Because some people are into both, and that opens up their, their the uh, playing field for them. Melinda says, no, she was not into penis. It was a constant, it was constant excuses to get out of sex. Oh, you poor thing. Oh, that is awful. Isn't that something, ladies and gentlemen? This is a, this is a snapshot to the mind of a person who has to uh, uh, reconcile that in their own brain. Can you imagine? Okay. Uh, Like me, for example, take me, for example, if, uh, if I am, uh, uh, having sex with my wife, but no interest in it whatsoever. And all I want is a dick in my butt. That is, uh, that is, that's awful to, to, to live like that. So she had to deal with that on a, oh my God, for years and years and years. And finally she said, enough, your dick has driven me away completely. I am I'm out of here. I am going to the other side. So good for you. I am so happy. That first time you had sex with uh, with uh, with whoever this nice lady is, it must have been crazy. I mean, that must have been like a squirt fest. Holy shit! She wrote, uh, "No interest. I knew I was gay forever. Too scared to come out." She says, "I had sex with one guy after the marriage ended. Knew when it wasn't. knew knew then it wasn't my husband. It was Dick." that I hated. She said, it was incredible. Lasted four hours. Well, shit, I hope you had some visqueen up in the bedroom. Jesus. Can you imagine? You guys, you know, after that happened, you had to like, basically, you know, can you imagine if you're, uh, if your your ex-husband drives by on the night, uh, the day after it happened, and your mattress is out in the front yard, you know, there's like seagulls on it going, ah, ah, this is delicious, holy shit. What a thing. So anyway, uh, lesbian Melinda sends me an email, and it's absolute bullshit, okay? Absolute bullshit, because... Her lover is bummed out because I badmouth Billie Eilish on this show. All right. So here you have uh, this. Uh, this is a, this is a real knock on you, Melinda. That you you too and you support her. You actually agree 
uh, with her, and you wrote, Eric, you cannot badmouth Billie Eilish. I was listening to the show, finishing it up, and my girlfriend walked in the room, heard your asshole of the day rant, and she said, what the fuck? Uh, Melinda says, did I mention she's a fan? Uh, not of me, of Billie Eilish. Her words exactly. Quote, that's like saying Eric sucks and anyone who listens is an idiot, but people love him, so that would be an unfair generalization. What? I don't know what you're talking about. And, well, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. She said, not a good impression, man. Not good. I'm trying to get her to keep listening. Well, it sounds like you should dump her and go get some new taco because she sounds stupid. And you tell her I said that. She signs it, ha, 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 sign Melons. Is that your nickname? Do I call you Melons? Uh, I wrote, it's not my fault. You guys have horrible taste in music. Tell her to go pound sand. She said, I'm dying just a little. I wrote back, dump her. She has terrible taste. Billie Eilish, come on. What? It, first of all, grow up, okay? She's a child who makes who sits. You know how Billie Eilish makes her music? She sits in her bedroom with her weirdo brother, okay? And they sit there and they 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 rat a tat tat on a keyboard and make these stupid beats. And then they go, "Hey, you ready to lay down the vocal track?" And then she just sits. She opens it up. She throws a stupid effect on her voice, and she talks over it. There's no melody. There's no chorus. There's not really a verse. It's just her talking in one tone throughout this stupid song. It's not singing. It's fucking horrible. And you're a dumb shit for liking it. Okay? I'm just going to say it. You may have made the right choice in your sexuality, but you've made the wrong choice in your music. Okay? That is a real knock on you, Melinda. Unbelievable. Billie Eilish? Are you serious? Are you talking about this Billie Eilish? Who was the asshole of the day yesterday? And by the way, she should be canceled. No, I can't even get behind that. She's the asshole of the day for being such a weak-kneed idiot. For uh, 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 basically kissing the ass of all those people who said she should be canceled. If you do something when you're 13 or 14 years old, that is a stretch uh, as to it being a problem. Just tell everybody to shut the fuck up and enjoy the music. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people who do enjoy the music. That's very disheartening to me because she sucks. And frankly, you do too because you listen to it. So shut your mouth as well. She's a good singer. She's very talented. Melinda writes, did I really say melons? Good Lord. You don't even know what you wrote? Stevie, who writes, Billy makes me angry for no reason at all. I, You know what I hate? I hate the uh, mopey, dopey, sad sack, I'm I'm depressed look on her fucking face all the time. You know? Everything's a gimmick with her. She's got to wear the baggy clothes in order to uh, say, hey, it's cool to wear baggy clothes. She doesn't want to reveal her body. So that's like the thing. 
And I'm, I don't give a shit if she doesn't reveal her clothes. I don't want to look at the body of a 20-year-old, frankly. That's not really my speed. Some of you creeps sit there and look at porno of 20-year-olds. I look at 70-year-olds. I want old, old women. Maybe not 70-year-olds. I look at women my age. Really, I just look at the queen of the forest. That's, that's my speed. Queen of the forest. Nude, 54-year-old, red-headed woman. People are like, damn, she's 54? Yeah, she's an old lady. <laughs> she robbed the cradle. Can you imagine the look on my face when 18-year-old Eric... And uh, freshman in college, I don't even know my way around the fucking campus. And this graduating senior comes up to me and says, hey, big boy, want to sniff? And I'm sitting there talking to the other freshman in college. I'm like, hey, man, I think that chick likes me. That, that, that little redhead. What? She's a spinner, they said. I go, I know. I think, I think she's hitting on me. I think she, I'll never forget that minute. That moment when I walk up to her. I had just broken up with Julie, Julie Gerace, who looks like shit now, by the way. Thank God that ended. I was all bummed out, walking out of a Sweeney Hall, which is the all-girl dorm. She just broke up with me. There's Diana at the desk. Shut up, Eric. I look at her and go, hey, Diana. What's the matter? She always would say, shut up, Eric. It was just her flirty way. And that's, that sounds about right. Queen of the forest. You know, she's got so much edge. Everything is sass. Shut up, Eric. Hey, Diana. What's the matter? Oh, Julie just broke up with me. This is right after Christmas vacation. She's got her uh, stirrup knit pants on and her little flats and her oversized Coca-Cola sweatshirt with a turtleneck underneath it. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually walking down from her room. I, 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 Julie broke up with me. I went down the steps. One minute later, there's Diana. Small talk, small talk, small talk. Did you have a good vacation? Yeah. How's your boyfriend? Two words. Two words. Two words. What boyfriend? No. Hmm. A little bit more conversation. I start to smell a little musk. I detected a, uh, a bit of moisture on her chair. You know, I have a big nose. I think you're. I think you're. I think you're hot for me. People are like, was she flirting with you? No, no. But I could smell her. I, I think I was making her moist. There was a, a fresh discharge. <laughs> Idiot. I took that information, and I went to the room of. Uh, my ex-girlfriend before Julie, Martha, who I still talk to, another redhead. Martha is the one with the stinky, the stinky vagina. I told you about that. So I go into the room. It's Martha, 
Paula, Julie Love. That was her name, Julie Love. It was another big flirt. Hey, I think that Diana likes me. I smelled her. And they go, she's got a boyfriend. He's in the Marines, and he'll kick your ass. I go, she does not have a boyfriend. How do you know? Because she just told me. So I am interacting with girlfriend who broke up with me, Diana, who's leaking for me, and uh, Martha, ex-girlfriend, redhead, Paula, and Julie. All in minutes. I think she likes me. I can promise you that. You're crazy. She's too, she's too old for you. I know it. Uh, but I think I'm going to marry her. They go, you're crazy. I go, nope. I'm telling you right now. I got it all figured out. It's going down. A couple weeks later, she comes walking up to me in the cafeteria. I got my tray. I'm getting my chicken fingers, my mashed potatoes, my corn, piece of pie. Say yes, Eric. What? Say yes, Eric. Yes. Remember that. That was her way of asking me to the formal dance at the UC on the campus of Central Michigan University. Josh writes, quote, fresh discharge. Fresh discharge. Fuck my life. Kate says, leaking for you? How romantic. Uh, what do you want me to do? The, the, the lie? I can't help it if I can smell things. Josh says he has such a way with words. Chris says he paints a picture. I'm telling you, this all happened. This is a true story. Chris says, quote, you should come home with me and meet my brother. You know, it's funny about that. The first person, the first people I met in Diana's family were her mom and the NFK. It was 1989. I'll never forget because we took a bus home, a bus, and she gave me a hand job on the actual bus. You ever, you ever pull that one off? It happened. You know, you do the old blanket and then all of a sudden, you're like, uh-oh. I mean, we were at a point when we were having sex like every 15 minutes, you know. Bummer if Jackie's listening to this. Don't ever speak of this part of the podcast. End up meeting the mom. My beloved mother-in-law, Sue. She's probably, let's see. I think she'd be about 80 right now if she were alive today. It's 2021. So that would have been 89, 99, 09, 9, 32 years ago. So 80, 70, 60, she would have only been 48 years old, Sue, when I met her. Shit. Um, that would mean the NFK was, he's 59 now, 29, 27. The NFK was 27 years old. It was Diana's mom. And the and the NFK picking picking us up at the bus stop, the bus station, in a gray Chevy Chevette. You remember those? Incredible. 
The multi-talented Jason Meyer is listening. Jason, I hope you're doing well. Melissa says Jackie's going to love this. Kate says, oh, my God. Nathan writes, so funny how the queen of the forest was so dirty, but now she's like, okay, I'm going to hang up now. Yeah, you know, we're old. Don't touch me. Okay. I don't even know how the hell I got into this story. How did this happen? Oh, well, that's a crazy tangent. Melinda, her email and talking about Billie Eilish led to all of that. What the fuck? How does that even happen? That concludes the open of the Eric Zane Show podcast, clocking in at uh, about 57 minutes. My gosh. Brought to you by Throat Slash Dale and Superior Cleaning and Power Washing. Two-tiered business, specializing, first of all, in power washing. So if stuff looks like shit, your house, the landscaping, the driveway, whatever needs to be power washed, get an estimate from Dale. Call or text 231 740 4098. Now, this is what you got here. You got Dale, who is a former member of the state of Michigan penal system, serving years behind bars, decades behind bars because of his prolific work dealing all drugs. Finally, he said, This is too ridiculous. I do not want to spend the rest of my life behind bars. I'm just going to take my lifelong uh, uh, felony label and start to take this type of go get them attitude that I use in the drug dealing world and use it for legitimate reasons Uh, to to further myself in a legitimate way is what I wanted to say. Thus, superior cleaning and power washing is born. And Dale works his ass off any of the zaniacs who have ever called upon dale to work for them will tell you this guy grinds best pricing best effort best job zero dissatisfied customers superior cleaning and power washing 231-740-4098 not only power washing but if you are in the restaurant industry and you know the customers go home the employees go home dale uh, shows up and cleans the place thoroughly Get them on a full-time contract for your restaurant. Reach out, 231-740-4098. He's awesome. I love the guy. God bless Sarah Honda Granville. S as in Sam, E-R-R-A. You ever notice how I like to spell things? That's because I don't want you to go S-A-R-A, in case you don't know. But the, the, the Sarah name is a pretty well-known brand. Sarah Honda Granville online at sarahhondagranville.com for a brand new Honda vehicle. And boy, are they sweet. Brand new Honda, certified pre-owned or a used car, whatever's in your budget, they got it all. All at one place. If you are the, if you're the type to drive up and shop, you know, go through the lot, which is kind of old school way to do it, but still people do. People do do it. Uh, you can do that there on uh, uh, Kenawa Avenue. Right on the edge of Kent and Ottawa County, next to the Cracker Barrel, across from the car wash and the Burger King. 
right by 44th Street. You can see them from 196. They got the car stacker. You can see it. Uh, go see them. Talk to Cameron. Talk to Thad, which is T-H-A-D, Thad, and say, Eric Zane sent me. Let's look at cars. And off you go. Go to the website, sarahondagranville.com, and shop online. Uh, shopping for cars nowadays is, is much different than the old days. In the old days, you know, you go, hey, I want, I want this car, but I don't want to pay this much. And then you haggle. You haggle your ass off. Well, you, you don't really do that anymore. Uh, that's old school. It doesn't happen anymore because the price that is on display is the price you pay. There, there's no, don't, don't even try it. It's not going to happen because the shopper is smarter. And they know that, so they've already put the lowest deal possible. They know that people go online, they're looking for a, a 19 Accord, and they see the price on that. Uh, they also know that the uh, shopper online can very easily uh, just look up any other dealer and, and, and quickly find the car that they want. So the price you see is the price you pay. I mean, you can try it, uh, but it's, it's, a, it's a tougher road these days. They know that, so they already make it as low as they possibly can. To me, I like that because I hate fucking haggling. Some of you guys like that shit. I'm like, fuck, I hate having any. I just feel like an asshole. SarahHondaGranville.com. They're awesome. Please mention my name. And Honda cars are great. Bleeding Heart Brian, I think, is listening right now. He's kind of a dick. At least that's how I feel right now. Um, sends me a text. Let me just get it. I don't want to put words in his mouth. I want to say the actual text. Uh, wish Dale a happy birthday, Eric, says fuckface Nick. Thank you. Dale, happy birthday, buddy. Yeah, man, we're just celebrating with a little beaver. Just celebrating, going to work 20 hours, lift some weights, get some vagina. Let me go back to this. I'm, I'm, I'm already getting distracted by stupid emails from Dirk. His ridiculous conspiracy theories. Okay. Brian Rhodes. Oh, he writes. I said Rhodes. Brian Wright, so much butt hurt over the GoFundMe kid. And then he sent uh, snowflake emojis. He is suggesting that my take on the kid who walked to work and now has $50,000 because he walked to work was a ridiculous thought. It is? So you're telling me, you're telling me, that the kid walks to work, some uh, uh, virtue-signaling white guy says, oh, I, I want to help out, which is fine. I don't mind that. But then the idea that all of these people come out of the woodwork because this kid does the bare minimum, goes to work. He needs $50,000. What? My thought on this was, it should be where the kid has, if they do a GoFundMe, he should have to give all the money away. That's exactly what happened. 
Dante was seen walking to work, and this dude, whoever the hell he is, Antonio, uh, he uh, there was an organization. They end up getting him a bike, so now he has uh, he's got a bike. He can travel the eight miles to work, which is a twenty-five minute ride, maybe thirty-minute ride. Awesome. That beats the fucking three and a half, four hours. All right. If it ends there, that's awesome. I don't have a problem with that. GoFundMe now is up to $49,005. So all these people give all of this money for this kid who's just doing what he's supposed to do. And that's stupid. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't really care where it's like these people can do with their do what they want with their money. But I mean, on GoFundMe, there is about a billion other uh, uh, f- uh, fundraisers going on where it's actual life and death. If I don't get this medical treatment, I am going to die and I will leave six kids behind. And then you look and it's made ninety dollars, ninety dollars of a five thousand dollar goal. All you have to do to get rich is walk down the street. And if someone sees you and takes you under their wing, they're going to make a ton of cash. That's wrong. That is absolute bullshit. Brian seems to think that this is great. In fact, it's about time I heard from this fucking idiot. See if we can get him in here. What? Well, that was rude. What was rude? You can't pick up the phone and go, why? (laughs) Yes, I can. Quick question for you. Have you started running yet? No. I thought you said you were going to start, like, uh, getting some exercise. Well, I was going to, but it hasn't worked out. So you you just haven't done it? No, I haven't done a thing. Because why? You're lazy or you're just what? Time, time frames aren't working out. That's bullshit. You got half an hour. Right? Uh, no. No. Some days. Yeah, it's an excuse. You just got up. You just get up half an hour earlier. You can take care of it. But you're too busy. You're too busy sending me snarky texts. Like what? Well, the why? You call me. You call me a snowflake and saying I'm butthurt over this little asshole who's got fifty thousand dollars because he walked to work. Well, yeah, he didn't ask for it. Some some kind. Good Samaritan approached him and said, hey, here you go. We'd like to help you out. He wasn't seeking it out. No, he wasn't seeking it out, but if he was doing the right thing, he would give that money away. He doesn't deserve that money. Well, why not? Well, he didn't why, ask what do you for mean, it. Why not? What do you mean, why not? Do you deserve $50,000 for doing nothing? If someone came up to you and said, I'm going to give you $50,000, you could take it, sure. But in the back of your mind, you wouldn't be thinking, man, I don't I don't deserve this. In the back of my mind, I'd be thinking I've got a new kitchen. Underway. Yeah, that's a selfish attitude. It's a fucking asshole <laughs> attitude like you. No. You know no. what? You know what? This world would be so much better. If there weren't so many, okay, on either side of the aisle, see, you're on the left, 
and you're a selfish asshole. Dirk's on the right, and he's a selfish asshole. The, 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 the one thing in common, you both are selfish assholes. No. No, the, 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 the kid didn't do anything. I know. Exactly. Exactly. He's not selfish. He didn't do anything. He, he didn't ask for it. He was approached by good Samaritans, yeah. and they said, here. Fuck the we kid. We see I'm that talk- you're working your ass off, and, and we feel like you would you deserve a, a, a reputable ride to work. Yeah, but you're selfish. Fuck the kid. I'm talking about you. You're the selfish asshole. Why am I selfish? If somebody, if you want to give me $50,000, I'm not going to deny it. You wouldn't, it wouldn't cross your mind to donate the money after you've, if you've done nothing to earn the money. I, I would donate a portion of it. Well, this kid's not given any of that. Well, he's going to go buy a fucking jet ski. A jet ski? Ah, uh, whatever. Who knows? How's that going to help him get the I don't know. Fuck you and fuck this kid. <laughs> jet ski's not going to help the kid get to work. You know, that's selfish. I'm going to go buy a jet ski. It was, it was right, the money for a car. This is what we need to do. We need to do a challenge. You and I need to get in blackface and go walk to work and see and go walk to work and see I if, get a long walk and see if someone <laughs> see if someone gives us a bike or fifty thousand dollars. I got to try and walk a mile first before I walk twenty seven to work. All right, what are we delivering today? Flowers. What am I delivering today? I'm done for the day. Why I just did got back from Chicago? I just got back from Chicago. Why do I think you deliver flowers? I don't know why you think I deliver flowers. I may have had flowers on my trailer. Uh, what? I, have all, I could have all kinds of stuff on my trailer. What did you deliver? I had, some, I had some corrosive stuff. I had some environmentally hazard stuff. I had some flammable shit on there. I, 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 it just all depends. Is this the type of truck that, like, uh, you know, convoy 18-wheeler? Yes. It is. Yes. That's Eight, pretty, 18 wheeler. That's pretty great. Anybody give you the finger today and you're driving? Um, no, but I gave a couple of people the finger. Yeah, that's dangerous. That's a bad, bad move right there on your part. <laughs> that, is, that is. Because, Why? What, because what if they, uh, what if you uh, do it to the wrong guy or girl and they go, fuck you, and they pull out a gun? Well, that, that, that's happened. That's a iris. That's happened. What do you mean? It's happened. It's happened. You've had people pull a pull a gun on you. Yeah, we had, we had one of our drivers got uh, got hit by crossfire in Chicago. Yeah, well, you see, you're a fucking moron. That's that's that. You, I never said I was smart. You got kids and shit. You're giving uh, road rage assholes the finger. You got to you got to just fucking keep your eyes on the road. You're a shitty truck driver. No, I'm a great truck driver. Uh, I tell my wife how to drive all the time. I tell you, well, maybe. You might be good at driving, but you're a fucking moron because you're giving other drivers a finger. You're going to get shot, you dumb cock. Well, maybe you should cut me off. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're going to retaliate. You can't cut off an 80,000-pound vehicle going down the road. Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah, but you, nothing happened, and you got kids, you dumb dick. Can you imagine that? He died getting shot because he gave some other fu- some fucking lunatic the finger. Well, what about the lunatic with, with three kids in the backseat? I couldn't run all of them over. All right. Well, I hope you feel good about yourself. I do most days. Um, you sent me an interesting article about uh-huh. uh, attorney Matt DiPerno, who I know very well. I, I mean, I don't know him, but I know who Matt DiPerno is. 
I, uh-huh. just, I just want you to know that that article about the GOP telling yep. the, the uh, fucking idiots who are trying to capitalize on this so-called forensic audit in Michigan made me happy. Oh, I was I was uh, elated to see that. I am hoping that Attorney General Nessel investigates Matt DiPerno and finds that this scam that he is uh, throwing out there and benefiting uh, monetarily uh, by uh, results in an indictment. He is an idiot. Did, did you see the judge that has, uh, which, which she called all of the attorneys that were involved in, in, in a lawsuit to the courtroom? I haven't gotten that far through it. I just glanced over it today. I, I saw that you just sent it. Okay. All right. All right. You're the All best. Right. I appreciate your help, and uh, you're a fucking idiot for thinking that this kid uh, deserves that money. He's, it's bullshit. Well, I take I take it as a compliment from you. Yeah, shut up. Get out of here. All right, bye. Fat ass. Go walk. <laughs> Yo, bleeding heart. Brian making an appearance. Giving people the finger while driving. I don't know, man. Joey says, why are you so mad that people are getting that people are getting 50? Well, first of all, dummy, a guy is getting $50,000. A guy. If it was you, then you wouldn't be bitching. You don't know that. Are you telling me that you is the suggestion being made? The suggestion being made, Joey Williamson, local moron. That. If the audience suddenly said, I want to give Eric $50,000, that I would just take it? Is that what you're suggesting? That's quite a broad assumption to make about me. You realize I tend to not, I, I, I tend to give. That is, that is one of the things I love to do. You know, I tend to give. I, I find great joy in that. So for you to assume that I would just go, yeah, thanks for the cash. Fuck you. You're fucking nuts. Maybe you, but not me. Which, by the way, seeing Joey's stupid comment reminds me that I have to uh, buy my tickets for Independence Pro Wrestling. And you know who the ring announcer is? Go, Josh, go. That's right. My old pal, Josh Pettinger. Uh, go, Josh, go from the Griffins games. I love him. I am excited about this. I am buying front row tickets. They're $25. Okay, I'm going. Ben's going. I'm trying. I haven't yet convinced the NFK and Diana to go. But we might even be able to get the NFK into the squared circle. Drop a big foot of foot pickings on somebody. You know? Uh, okay. I, I, I tried to, I invited Stu McAllister, but he's going to a wrestling event on Friday. He's going to a wrestling event on Saturday in different areas. I don't know what the fuck, why he's doing all these wrestling events. So he said, that's a lot of wrestling. I don't know if I'm going to go Sunday. So, okay. I am going, I'm buying the tickets today. Joey says, I think you would accept that money. Everybody has a price. Is that like a, a Ted DiBiase thing? Shut up. Dirk says, 
How am I a selfish asshole? It's a joke, Dirk. You dumb dick. Shut up. I am sick and tired. You see, you guys hear how Brian rolled with all that shit? I'm calling him a fat-ass prick asshole to his face. And you know what he did? He laughed. That's, that's your one job. Your one job on this show is to laugh when I indict you. You sit there and you take it and you laugh. That's what you're supposed to do. If you get butt hurt by anything I say, you're an asshole. Do not do that. Joey rolls with it pretty good. Actually, so does Jerk most of the time, but I think he's kind of a kind of a fucking kook, so I don't know. Maybe not. Terry writes, I'm a little behind this morning. I just got to the part where the seagulls were eating the mattress. He says, that killed me. Dirk says, I laughed, dummy. I was wondering how I got brought up. That's a perfect point. It's a perfect, wondering how you got brought up. It's a perfect example. Brian's on the left. You're on the right. You're both assholes. Perfect. Where am I? Joy Behar from The View. This was a low-hanging fruit joke, but a joke still. And uh, she came back from the break and had to apologize. And that's stupid. What are you doing? She's a comic, Joy Behar. And you may hate her. You know, she's on, she's on The View, so it's all the crazy fucking political shit. I don't give a crap about any of that. She's still a comic. I actually think she's pretty damn funny. I don't have a problem with Joy Behar at all. My only problem with Joy Behar is the fact that she walked back this joke. Joke wasn't that great, but who gives a shit? Carl Nassib. Remember Carl Nassib? I just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. That's a guy. Which I just love that clip, by the way. I just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. They were discussing this on the show. Uh, Joy said, after they said penetration in the end zone, they lost me. I don't know. Did they? Now, okay. I don't know if they were playing a clip and then. Did they actually play a clip of football? And then the announcer said, oh, yeah, there's a uh, Nassib. He got penetration in the end zone. Because if that happened, you know that that was done on purpose. All right, Carl Nassib. Hey, welcome to the View. Carl Nassib came out. Uh, Carl Nassib came out as gay. Just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. Uh, here's a clip of him, uh, one of his uh, highlight moments, and then the you hear the announcer say Nassib got penetration in the end zone. If that happened, that is not an accident, and that's actually great. I love that. Behar said after they said penetration in the end zone, they lost me. Okay. And uh, that was apparently a problem, so uh, she took the shot, and then they said, "You got we got to apologize. Before the next commercial break, 78-year-old Joy Behar walked back the comment.
Quote, I just long for the days when you can just be gay in the world and it doesn't become a big deal. She said, by the way, that inappropriate joke I made for daytime television, scratch it. Make believe I never said it. Uh, Justin Barragana had tweeted out, yikes, yikes. This joke from Joy Behar during the discussion of the first active gay player in the NFL. You can't do anything. Um, I agree with Behar. The idea long for the days when being uh, that you, you know, that it doesn't become a big deal. Uh, Caveman audience member friend Josh said, hey, I'm going to announce that I love my wife and I love I, I love her and she's a woman. I, should we make a big deal about that? God, you're fucking stupid. No, you shouldn't do that because that's normal. What is uh, what is rare? What is rare is to be a gay guy, active player in the NFL. And I explained to you, but you don't listen why this is important. I made it very clear to you why this is a big deal. I gave you two exact uh, instances that could be harmful if he doesn't come out. One, someone finds out that he's gay and it becomes kind of like talked about in the locker room, but not publicly. That's how you lose jobs because people who are gay get discriminated against all the fucking time because they're fucking gay. So if you announce that you're gay, you're lowering your risk of somebody uh, firing you just because you're gay. You know, if it's out there, that's different. It makes it harder to have someone discriminate you. You understand? Do you do you know those words? Have someone look up discriminate for you and read you what it says in the online entry. Okay? And then the other reason is because when you uh, make uh, uh, $5 million a year, an unscrupulous person may try to extort you if you are in the closet. And not only that he might fall in love with a dude who then tries to extort him, and that would fuck with the guy's head. The end of the day is, at the end of the day, we, we don't need to be... We, we, who he has sex with doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, Carl Nassib is a fucking beast. At six foot seven, 280-some pounds, built like a brick shithouse, not an ounce of fat on him, fast as lightning... I hope this guy gets like a hundred sacks this year. Did you know that the Las Vegas Raiders? Here's a here's a uh, an example of how, uh, as a culture, we are starting to get to uh, a a better place when it comes to discriminating against gay people. Okay, uh, all discrimination sucks. Imagine that you're 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 kept from things because of uh, your color, your race, or your whatever. You know, or your or your sexuality. That's fucking terrible. Fans are buying Carl Nassib jerseys like crazy. The top selling jersey at the site Fanatics since the announcement. That is the NFL's official e-commerce partner. Had the top selling jersey Monday and Tuesday. 
This is great. Don't get extorted. Less chance of getting fired by an NFL team. I still think he got fired by one of those NFL teams that he used to play for. He used to play for the Bucks. He used to play for the Browns. I forget who else. Because he's actually been pretty damn good. He hasn't been a liability at defensive end. Skilled player. He's, he's done well with the Raiders. Uh, so, yeah. This is, this is cool. I'm happy with all of this. Uh, we need to see more gay guys. Can you imagine... Uh, if the, like, all of a sudden they find out that, the okay, more people come out and there's, like, a exponentially larger number than what we may have anticipated that are actually gay in the NFL. Because you know there are dozens and dozens of gay people in the NFL. Okay? And you know what's crazy about this? When I was young, I didn't have any idea that gay people are, like, amongst us you went when you're young and stupid and it's not talked about like it wasn't you you don't you don't think like that and and you're under the impression that a gay person walks feminine behaves like a girl it, you you can see him from a mile away that's, that's that's obviously not the case at all i didn't even i mean i had no idea that it, it was as you know that there are gay people in my school that i know that i work with I had no idea whatsoever none the whole team, the Raiders, they need to have, like, everybody who's gay come out on that team. You know there's probably 10 gay guys on that team. Can you imagine if, like, a whole team was gay and no one knew it? All of a sudden, the whole team is gay. They, like, changed the name to the New England Gays. Tom Brady is gay. Wouldn't that be something? Holy shit. Like, yeah, this whole wife thing, that's bullshit. I don't even love her. I'm like Melinda. Uh, Audi- Eric Zane Show podcast show member who's been getting tons of dick for years and now she's into vagina. I hate vagina. I'm Tom Brady. I've got 50 Super Bowls and I love dick. That would be incredible. Oh, I long for those days. Uh, Nick says, I don't give a shit who you love. Be you. I just long for the day that who you love doesn't define you in the public space. That's a good point, Nick. That is a rare moment of wisdom from Patriot Nick. Where the fuck did that come from? How is it? What a day we have. If you have Patriot Nick saying something wise, shouldn't you have some quote after that from like Ben Franklin or some stupid shit like that? Why don't you throw some Constitution quote at me or some other bullshit? The fuck is wrong with you? All right, so that's a compliment and an insult at the same time. Uh, Let's see. Buying all the jerseys, that's quite a statement that fans don't give a fuck, so nobody else should. Rob, uh, Dirk writes, Rob Halford, Judas Priest was stereotypically gay for years, and we completely overlooked it. It didn't matter, but it changes the meaning of some of those songs, though. Yeah, um, stereotypically gay, what do you mean? What, what does that mean, stereotypically gay? And I don't, and I, uh, and, and how do you know? Is stereotypically gay, like, uh, speaking with, you know, with a lisp, walk, sashaying when you walk, uh, acting uh, feminine? Is that what you're suggesting? I, I, I don't know. 
Kent says my money would have been on Greg and Chris. So you're suggesting Greg and Chris are gay. I, 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 don't, I don't think so. Patriot Nick says that was a win to an instant loss. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> uh, Dirk says Rob is the one who said that. The leather, the hat, etc. Yeah, but at the time... Before he announced he was gay, he just looked like a dude that was into, like, leather and motorcycles and shit like that. I love Rob Halford. I think my favorite Judas Priest song is You Don't Have to Be Old to Be Wise. Very wordy, but great song. Leather Biker, Blue Oyster Club, YMCA, Assless Chap, Stereotypical. I guess that's a stereotype. Um, yeah, Blue Oyster Co- uh, Club. That's a reference to the Naked Gun. What is that a reference to, Adam? Police Academy. I don't know. All right. Where am I here? I'm losing my train of thought. Get your shit together. Anyway, my point is, Joy Behar, don't don't fucking apologize. She only apologized because she was told to apologize. Uh, somebody in her ear said, you got to apologize. That's, that's bullshit. Shouldn't have to apologize for that. It was a joke. No big deal. It's a joke. Make fun of people. It's silly. Nassib might even laugh at that. I've got merch at ericsaintshow.com. Go shop uh, to your heart's content. There is a sale going on right now until, I believe, tomorrow. EricZangShow.com. You click on merch. And uh, yeah, they're all marked down. The sale is 35% off. That that means I don't get shit. I get like a buck. Uh, the sale is going on for 17 more hours. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not, to be honest with you, I don't make anything on the shirts. I just like that people have them. So now is a great time to buy them because what was a $20 shirt is now a $13 shirt. That's dirt cheap. Now, of course, the uh, shipping fee is stupid. I have nothing to do with that. But uh, still, that is a very, very low price for a pretty damn good shirt. Uh, 27 different uh, color combinations for the T-shirts. Ladies' cuts, uh, all sizes from small to 5XL for you scooter fat fucks. Get a classic T-shirt, a tri-blend T-shirt, which is extra soft, a V-neck if you're a douche, a ringer tee, or a heavyweight T-shirt. Okay? Right there. EricZaneShow.com. Click merch. T-shirt's on sale till tomorrow. The sale goes for 17 and a half more hours. 17 hours and 26 minutes. EricZaneShow.com. Get a stupid T-shirt. Or don't. I don't give a shit. My sponsor, Cornhole America, invites you to check out their website, cornholeamerica.com. The idea that you can put any stupid, silly phrase onto a set of cornhole boards. Like I was just talking with Dirk. And he said that he is getting a set of cornhole boards that says, I heart conspiracy theories. That's his cornhole boards. I heart conspiracy theories on a set of cornhole boards. 
He can do that because it's customizable to what you want. You can put anything onto a set of cornhole boards. I heart conspiracy theories. You can put anything like uh, having to do with the uh, show member. You could you could get okay. Uh, Melinda's ex husband could put on a set of cornhole boards. My ex wife loves pussy. You can do that. I bet you he might even do that. He could play cornhole boards on the my ex wife loves pussy set of cornhole boards. In fact, Melinda, you said he's a nice guy. Why don't you buy that guy a gift? CornholeAmerica.com. Customizable cornhole boards, customizable bags. Uh, the best cornhole boards made in terms of quality in America. They are more expensive than any of the shit you would buy at any other store, but they're going to last you forever. You will only have to buy one set of cornhole boards. Ask about fundraising efforts. You can have a cornhole competition. Cornhole America will take you through all of that so that you can have a fundraising adventure. Uh, by having a cornhole competition, cornholeamerica.com. Some of you are smart and want to carry a concealed pistol. All of you should, if you are within the sound of my voice, when you leave the home, hell, when you're in the home, you should have a pistol on you at all times. What are you crazy, Zane? Are you some kind of fucking paranoid idiot that sits there and wonders about who's going to shoot somebody? Yeah, dumbass. Last I checked, any act of violence is not a planned event where they let you know that they're going to shoot up whatever place. Wouldn't it be nice if Americans who are responsible gun owners would have their pistol on them when they're out in public so that they could eliminate the threat? That's the point. In order to do this, if you are in Michigan, you must take the class. That's it. I'm not, you don't even have to have a gun. Just take the class. The next class happens on two Sundays. Tuesday, July 27th. And then on Tuesday, August 3rd. It's a two-parter in Holland, Michigan. It costs $125 to take the class. Go to Prince Arming. Dot com, or click on the logo at ericsangeo.com. Uh, you can uh, pay online. It's all there. Easy. Hosted by Steve Prince. Right now, three people have responded. Plenty of time left to sign up. Once you're done with the class, you apply for your pistol license, and then that's it. It comes in the mail after they do the background check and take your fingerprints. And then you can uh, take your 38 or your 9mm and you uh, put it on you and you put your shirt over it and nobody knows you have it. And then that's it. You never have to worry about taking, uh, taking it out because probably nothing is going to happen. But if it does, you are prepared. Don't be not prepared. Some asshole is going to try to shoot up someplace and if you're there, you're going to take care of him. Take the fucking class, dummy. It's your responsibility. You need to be responsible. We all need to be responsible as citizens of this great nation. So do it. I want to see somebody who's an anti-gun activist take the CPL class and carry their pistol on them. You know, you can do that. You can be an anti-gun activist. You can be a gun control fan 
and carry a pistol. You can do that. That's okay. I don't give a shit what you believe. Just carry your fucking gun around. Finally, God bless the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Get a low rate, uh, in, a low interest rate, and get your mortgage serviced by Mario. Whether you have a great credit score or a garbage credit st- uh, score, reach out to Mario today. Call him at 231-332-6505. I sometimes have to beat him up and say, uh, Mario, will you please empty your voicemail? It is full. And John and Jenison reached out to you. And now he's reaching out to me saying, uh, you've been talking about this great guy, and I just called him, and his voicemail is full. What do I do? I'm like, oh, shit. So I had to reach out. I go, Mario, uh, yeah, you might want to empty your voicemail, buddy. Uh, I got, you got customers that listen to my show or reaching out to you after I told them about you. Makes everybody look bad. You might want to empty that. If his voicemail is full, reach out to me, and I'll take care of it. Uh, anyway, 231-332-6505, the best in the business. I love this guy so much. He's, you have made him incredibly busy, and I am very, very thankful for that. If you have thought about it, all I ask is you just pick his brain. That's it. I uh, Hear him out as to how he can help you get a mortgage. 231-332-6505. I got this email, uh, and it was... How the hell can you tell people to get the vaccine when this this is terrible? Oh, my God. What are we going to do? The risk that you're putting our young people under saying you're encouraging people to get heart issues. How can you with a clear conscience say that? Idiots. The big story going around is that the CDC is saying, hey, look. If you got a young person that's going to get the uh, vaccine, there's a chance that they might get some chest pains. A little bit of inflammation around the, uh, around the heart. Two areas. The myocardium and the, per- and the pericardium. It's like a covering around your heart. Various tissues to keep things in, in good working order. The Pfizer vaccine makes those tissues a little bit wonky. Ow. What the fuck was that? Ow. Hey. Holy shit. You are not going to die. This is called a side effect. Dummies pay attention. The chance of that happening is much lower than the chance of something terrible happening if you get COVID. Thus, the benefits outweigh the risks. But it's it's supposed to be perfect. There is no such thing as a perfect vaccine, ever. There is nothing, first of all, that is 100% effective. There is nothing that doesn't, uh, there, there is nothing that has no side effects. These things happen. This is happening right now. I did the math. On average, 12.5 people per million get inflammation around their heart, which is uncomfortable, painful, and scary sometimes. 
Okay? You're not going to die. The chance of dying from COVID, even at that young age, is far greater. Far greater, asshole, than the risk of uh, inflammation around the heart because of the shot. Are you hearing this? I did the math. If you take one million and put it into your calculator, okay? Okay, let's, let's do this here. One million times 0.01. That's one. That's 1%. If you have a 1% risk of getting it, that's 10,000 people. Okay? This isn't. This is 12 and a half people per million. You would have to do 1 million, not times 0.01, which is 1%. You'd have to go 0.00001 to get 10. 0.00001. Not 1%. Not a tenth of 1%. Not a hundredth of 1%. But a thousandth of 1% chance that you will get chest pain that is temporary around your heart if you are young. And every asshole in the world is making an enormous deal about, yes, further proof we are being poisoned. (laughs) What are we going to do? And I'm not even making fun of Kenny. I'm making fun of Dirk. Dirk is sending me, how can you with clear conscience say a young person should get this poison with this terrible risk? Ah, oh my God. This is horrible. Oh my I heart conspiracy theories. Cornhole. Three points. Three points. You win. Oh, my God. That's not at all what I said. That is absolutely what you said. Absolutely what you said. I will get the email. Quote, since all the data shows kids shrug the virus off, why the hell would you risk your kids? Moron, I explained it to you, but you don't pay attention. Point zero 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 one for ouchie around the heart as opposed to more risk, potential death from covid you see it's 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 outweighing you you understand a scale do you, you you get it you know you see the risk is greater that something bad could happen from covid there's enough risk that they're recommending young people get it and not only that what you always forget about is yes even if they do shrug it off they could still give it to grandma 
But you're always thinking about in singular fashion. You're never thinking about other people. That brings me back to the whole selfish thing. That's you. You dummy. You and Bleeding Out Brian, the two most selfish listeners in the entire audience. Without a doubt. With a bullet. My God. What's up, Gabe? Uh, Gabe is in the house. Thank you. I think that's Gabe the Honduran. Isn't that Gabe the Honduran? Uh, Stevie says risk versus reward. Exactly. Dumbass, you are vaccinated. I am not. You can spread COVID if you caught it. I have the antibodies. Dirk is the reason why. In six months, we're going to be locked down again. It's Dirk. Dirk's fault. I want you to all, I want, in fact, we can make a t-shirt that says, it's all Dirk's fault. That's not Gabe the Honduran. Is that Gabe D? Is Gabe in the house? Anyway, so I'm sorry. I'm jumping around looking at the comments. That inflammation can cause arrhythmias. Risk reward. Point zero 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 one. My gosh. Unbelievable. It's all Dirk's fault. All Dirk's fault. The shit's going down. We're going to blame Dirk. We can do a whole line of t-shirts. Dirk did this. Dirk did that. It's Dirk's fault. I love it. Britney Spears wants her life back. Why is this happening? Does anybody know why this is? Is she that much of a danger to herself? I guess her... Okay, if if Britney Spears... I'm totally changing topics here. If Britney Spears went through a period of time where she was like, whatever, taking drugs and suicidal and about to hurt herself and doing terrible things, then, I mean, it is that the background for the conservatorship that her father is in charge of her life decisions? Is that is that what we need to know? And do we not hear about that because it's just none of our business? Because if I'm Jamie Spears and his daughter was a uh, was uh, a risk to herself and to because of she's in charge of all of her own affairs i mean if jackie was like that and crazy and uh would hurt herself i would want to be in charge of her affairs too you know is that what we're dealing with here because at some point a uh, a judge had to say yes mr spears you are in charge of her that had to happen so everybody's been saying like, oh, my God, free Britney. She's been being tortured. Holy shit. Oh, my God. I don't think she is. I think she had a fucked up life, and there was a period in time when she needed the conservatorship. So that's what happened. And now she wants it back. I would guess you have to prove that you are of sound mind, correct? So once you do that, it should be good to go. She indicated that she had no idea that she could petition the court to get out of this. That for all of these years, she's been like, oh, fuck, there's nothing I can do. And then now she's finally figured it out. Boy, weird. Uh, 
uh, you've been seeing her on social media saying, I'm fine, everybody. I'm great. That's apparently a lie. She just she said to the judge yesterday, I was lying. I am not fine. I want out of this thing. Uh, I only get $2,000 a week. By the way, I would love to get $2,000 a week. How much is that? Is that $104,000 a year? That would be, right? Yes. I have to look that up. Uh, she gets like a stipend of $2,000 a week. I wonder what, um, like, whether it's the conservative ship or whether or not, uh, she, there's still money coming. Someone is actually getting money. And now, if I'm the father, if he's worth anything, if he, unless he's a piece of shit, and I have no idea if he is, that money's just been piling up. And uh, and I would guess uh, royalties, uh, films that she may have been in, or uh, whatever, uh, record sales over the years. She should be worth uh, tens of millions of dollars. Got in front of a judge yesterday. Uh, she said that she had been drugged compelled to work against her will and prevented from moving her birth control device over the past 13 years as she pleaded with the court to end her father's legal control of her life. Quote, I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I'm traumatized. She's 39. She said in an emotional 23-minute address by phone that was broadcast in the courtroom, and she insisted to the public, I just want my life back. First time that anybody has heard her say that this sucks. Jamie Spears was granted conservatorship. That's the dad in 08 when concerns about her mental health and potential substance abuse led him to petition the court for legal authority over his daughter. Judge agreed. She said, all right, I want out. I shouldn't be in a conservatorship if I can work. The laws need to change. She added, I truly believe this conservatorship is abuse. I don't feel like I can live a full life. Well, maybe, but you should need to prove that you are of sound mind and not on drugs, right? I mean, isn't that how it works? Um, the struggle has spawned the Free Britney movement. Uh, outside the courtroom, Britney voiced, voice silenced a crowd of roughly 120 supporters who had rallied on her behalf but paused to listen to her words on their phones. The striking development came after Spears' court-appointed lawyer uh, Sam Ingham asked, asked at, to, at her request in April that she be allowed on an expedited basis to address the judge directly. Uh, Spears had voiced concerns about the conservatorship as early as 2014 and had repeatedly asked about terminating it altogether, though Mr. Ingham had not filed to do so. Brittany said, it's embarrassing and demoralizing what I've been through, and that's the main reason why I didn't say it openly. I didn't think anybody would believe me. Spears said she didn't. She had she had been previously unaware that she could petition to end the arrangement. I'm sorry for my ignorance, she said, but I didn't know that. Well, you got a shitty lawyer, I think, then. If he, if, he, if, if you're sitting there saying, uh, hey, uh, since 2014, I've been trying to get out of this. What do I do? Oh, I don't know. Got me. Uh, working out prepared remarks, the singer spoke so quickly and so passionately that the judge was for- forced more than once to ask her to slow down for the ca- uh, for the sake of the court stenographer. So she's freaking out. Look at all these people losing their mind. Remember when Joe did that deal? No, was that Britney? No, it wasn't Free Britney. It was uh, uh, Free Lindsay. Different, different, crazy young chick. 
Uh, Spears has lived under a two-pronged conservativeship in California, covering her person and her estate since 08. Uh, concerns about her mental health and potential substance abuse led Mr. Spears to petition the court, and he won. He oversees Spears' $60 million fortune alongside a professional wealth management firm that she requested. So if this, if this is above board, and I would assume it is, Spears sees his fortune uh, and is protecting the money um, and protecting her from getting her hands on it because he thinks she's going to burn through it and she's going to be sidled with probably some unscrupulous asshole who wants a piece of her money. That sounds like a good dad to me. So I hope the judge tiptoes her or his way through this and looks very carefully. And I think Spears, you should have to take a fucking 10 panel piss test to determine if you're a junkie or not. And we need to do a deep dive on your history and the guy you're running with first and foremost, because she has a boyfriend and uh, pick at this guy's brain and see what he's all about and see if he's on the up and up. Otherwise, $60 million is gone quickly and she's dead. That'd be like handing her a loaded gun. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not so quick to say free Brit. Every asshole in the world you see on TV and radio, all these dicks still like, yeah, Brittany's dad's an asshole. He's a, he's a, he's just torturing her. He's making her a slave. Yeah. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. How do you know? Give me a break. Maybe he loves her. Maybe he wants to take care of her. That's a. That, can you imagine Spears, Mr. Spears? He loves his daughter, and he has to. He has to. He has to uh, uh, watch over her like this and be the conservator because and she hates him over it. These guys losing his daughter. Representatives for Jamie Spears and the conservative ship have said that it was necessary to protect her and that she could move. She could move to end the conservative ship whenever she wanted. So enough of this talk about he's like forcing her. Uh, But Brittany said she felt compelled to again address the judge. Brenda Penny, after most recently speaking out against it in a closed-door hearing in May of 2019. I don't think I was heard on any level when I came to court the last time, she said, after recapping her previous remarks, including the claim she had been forced to tour, undergo psychiatric evaluations, and take medication in 2019. The people who did that to me should not be able to walk away so easily, she said. Yeah, I don't think this is like anything underhanded. I think this is how a conservatorship works. She described being pushed into involuntary medical evaluations and rehab. Well, after she spoke up for herself in a rehearsal for an upcoming Las Vegas residency and was later canceled. When she objected to a piece of choreography, it was as if I planted a huge bomb somewhere, Spears said. I'm not here to be anyone's slave. I can say no to a dance move. All right. So I'm not buying that she's like uh, a slave or anything like that. I think what you got here is a concerned dad who loves his daughter. And until that's proven otherwise, that's how it's going to be. You know, if they can prove any of this, I mean, uh, frankly, Brittany, prove that you're healthy and you can probably have whatever the fuck you want. We shall see.
So that's a big thing. She suddenly comes out and says, I wasn't fine. I was terrible. I was unhealthy. Everything was terrible. I was lying. Uh, Melissa wrote, yeah, the guy she was with during the meltdown was feeding her drugs and spending her money. So there's that. Dirk says she's a friggin' adult. It's no longer his to be concerned about. Well, yeah, maybe, but it's also his daughter. And, you know, if there's a chance, like I said, if you're if you're giving somebody a loaded gun, you would never do that. So I all I'm suggesting is you take a fucking step back and think about this. Think about this. Uh, if she gets with Mr. Wrong, who wants a piece of that money, that's a problem. And if you're, uh, if you have a mental issue and a substance abuse issue, and as a parent, you know that you can keep her safe through the conservatorship, I would do that all day long if I had that opportunity. If I had a kid that was sick and needed help, Jackie's in your 20s. Do you think you have the right to mandate that she can't have a baby? That has nothing to do with it. Jackie is of sign, uh, sound uh, uh, mental health and not a drug user. So, again, I don't know how you manage to do that. You always miss the key detail, the one detail. You always miss it. How do you do that? It's, it's a horrible comparison. My daughter is of sound mind and not, uh, has no history of drugs. Britney Spears has a history of both of those problems, yet you somehow manage to take those thoughts the, it goes through your keys and you and through your keyboard and you you type it and then you it shows up here uh that's embarrassing how, how do you do that all the time Brittany's been clean how do you know what are you talking about show me your proof show me your proof Dirk She's been clean. Just because you say it doesn't mean it's true. Just because I say it doesn't mean it's true. I'm saying to win this back, you must prove that. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You were given, granted the conservatorship because you're sick at the time and you're on drugs. And you can petition the court at any time and prove that you are not sick and not on drugs. Prove it. Stevie says she's passed multiple drug tests. Okay. If this is all proven, she will win the conservatorship back. She will no longer have to worry about that. I'm all for that. But do it. And then we can be done hearing about you bitched everybody. Gabe says, so if I understand this, any person with mental health issues should just be left on their own to fend for themselves. Thank you, Gabe. I appreciate that. All right. That is my take on that is uh, uh, the God, the, the gospel. This, that is the right opinion. And uh, I want all of you dummies to know that if you think otherwise, um, you're a horrible decision maker. I can't even get behind that. Nick, are you telling me that if you have a 30-year-old daughter who has a ton of cash, but she's bonkers crazy and a drug user, you're just going to go, well, nothing I can do about it. Is that what you're telling me? 
Because you're suggesting, yeah, Eric, it's an adult. You got to just let your adult, the adults do their adult things. Mm. No, I wouldn't do that. And even if she has passed the drug test, you realize people's brains sometimes uh, do make them do things that they shouldn't be doing. That's a mental health thing. You guys aware of these? I mean, seriously, all these things have, are, are, are well documented with her. So I don't know why you guys just uh, uh, fail, fail to see this. You're, all you're doing is you're believing these fucking stupid documentaries that come out about people. And you're, 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 you're buying into that shit. If that were the case, a judge would have acted sooner. You'd think that, uh, that oh, yeah, this is some great grand conspiracy. I heart conspiracy theories. Dirk's, or, uh, Nick says, it's her money. Spend it how she wants. You didn't earn that, so fuck off. Really, really pissing me off today. I'll tell you that right now. Really pissing me off. I love you, though. All right. Okay. Asshole of the day nominations. Let's go over what we've discussed. Perhaps you can figure this out on your own. Asshole of the day nominations. I lost Pooh Bear points. I'd have to be a nomination. Uh, That that would have to be a nominee right there. The NFK is on the warpath. Uh, Melinda emailed me about Billie Eilish and Melinda's lesbian lover talking about her uh, uh, attacking me because Billie Eilish sucks. Uh, We heard from Bleeding Heart Brian uh, uh, reaching out to me and saying that uh, 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 I shouldn't be upset about the kid collecting $50,000 because he walked to work. Joy Behar made fun of uh, Carl Nassib and then uh, she had to apologize for it. Uh, we talked about the, uh, ridiculous, uh, um, pandemonium and panic because a couple of kids had chest pains after a shot. That stupidity. And how everybody's saying it's, uh, it's horrible. <coughs> Dirk. Uh, we talked about Britney Spears wanting her life back. Who is your asshole today? Who's it going to be? Send in your uh, nominations now on the live stream. Hurry up. Text, text, text. Write it in. Write it in. Keyboards. Do it all. I want to help your business. You can sit there and you can cry and moan and bitch about the things I talk about on this show, even though you know deep down that I'm freaking right. Uh, But the fact of the matter is that uh, you keep watching, and I thank you for that. And that helps me when it comes to talking about my sponsors please support the sponsors if you are thinking about being in front of a larger group of people so i can tell the audience about you reach out to me just send me an email eric at ericzancho.com no matter where you are in the usa i can help market you eric at ericzancho.com not all dumpster companies are created equal my newest sponsor, sponsor, did I just say sponsor? It's because I was typing dumpster. God, my newest sponsor is dumpster divers. These dumpers, God, I cannot get it right. 
Monster and Dumper are things I just said. That's embarrassing. I need to start all over here. Not all dumpsters are created equal. The dumpsters from dumpster divers take up less space and are less expensive than the other dumpster rental organizations in West Michigan. Okay? If you rent from any other place, you're going to get some sloppy-looking, greasy guy who's going to show up in a piece-of-shit truck with a dumpster with walls about three feet high. All right? It's going to take up the length of your driveway. The neighborhood is going to hate you. And then you're going to fill it. Uh, they're going to charge you for a weight that you can't possibly uh, attain when you fill up the dumpster, even if you throw shingles in it. But you're going to pay for the higher amount of weight. It's a scam. Dumpster divers does it different. They said, let's make uh, dumpsters that aren't as long but have higher walls. You can put the same amount of stuff into them as those big, ugly, long, rusted-out dumpsters. Ours are all brand new. They look better. We are young and nice and efficient, and we don't smell like fucking Parmesan cheese. Call up dumpster divers. 616-375-9962. Call or text. 616-375-9962. Say hi to the boys from Dumpster Divers. Kyle and dude that I can't remember his name. I think it's Jason. Jason? Jeremy. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's how it is. You're going to pay less. You're going to get a better dumpster. Takes up less space. Uh, When you go to the website, dumpsterdiversllc.com, you'll see what I mean. They also have junk removal services. Step one, get a quote. Call or text us a picture of your unwanted debris for a fast and easy estimate. Step two, schedule. We'll schedule a date in a two-hour window to have your unwanted items picked up. Step three, load. We'll call when we're 15 minutes away. Once we're there, we'll load up your debris quickly and carefully. Four, recycle. We'll make sure to recycle and donate all your debris properly. The landfill is our last resort. Signed, dumpster divers. That's awesome. So they do that for you if you want. You just leave it out there for them and they pick it up. Or just rent the dumpster. Demo and deconstruction. Huh? What does that mean? One, get a quote. Two, measure. We'll come out and take measurements and submit a bid. Three, schedule. Once you approve, we'll schedule your project and begin as soon as we need. Four, upon completion, we'll haul the construction debris away and leave your site clean. These guys are awesome. Dumpster Divers, LLC. Call or text 616-375-9962. When you go to the website, dumpsterdiversllc.com, take a look at their reviews. They're awesome. I love these guys so much. Rent a dumpster from Dumpster Divers if you are in West Michigan. Last but certainly not least, the multi-talented people at Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. Get your car fixed at Irvine's. Their website is E-R-V-I-N-E-S. E-R-V-I-N-E-S. Irvine's.com. Google reviews at the top. They can fix anything on a vehicle. Anything wrong, they'll take care of it. You finally have a trusted source to get your vehicle repaired. You can drop off after hours. You can pick up after hours. It's simple. The estimates are sent via the uh, phone on your email. You just say, yep, I approve. Boom, work is done. 
Good to go. Pay online. Pick your car up whenever you want. Servicing domestic Asian European models. Irvines.com. Get your car repaired there. Please mention my name. Thank you to Jamie, Eric, and the multi-talented Megan. Not to mention Bruce working hard over there. And their outstanding group of uh, constantly improving techs with uh, 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 further classwork to be up to speed on all of the uh, 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 technological advancements. And I should say Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. If you have an electric vehicle, they're the masters of it. The dealers give them the cars to fix. That's how good they are. Okay, who is your asshole of the day? Did you vote? Did you vote? I'll have to go back. Nick and Dirk. Jesse nominates Nick and Dirk. I think there was a war going on between Jesse and someone else. Um, this person uh, listed as Eric Zane says, assholes the day, me, all day, every day. Joey says, uh, Joe Girardi is asshole the day. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Nick says, you're going to put me in timeout again today. You'd love that. No, I don't want to. Uh, Brittany's dad, Melinda says. Dirk says, quote, you're really pissing me off on a podcast titled, I Want to Fight. <laughs> All right. And then a couple people say, better pissed off than pissed on. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Nick, just he, Nick pisses me off. Dirk pisses me off. Oh, God. You guys just... Seriously, I, I, I hear from you and I just like, oh, fuck, what now? What now? Uh, Dean writes, asshole of the day, Duchess of New York, of New Jersey, that is, Kate, because of her foul fucking mouth. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Dean. I don't, I don't like women who swear. Watch your fucking mouth. Absolutely. Yeah, Kate, no swearing out of you. You're the Duchess of New Jersey. Jesus. Get yourself together. Grab your balls and be quiet. All right, you guys didn't even give me a whole lot. Who's it going to be? Got it narrowed down between Dirk and Nick in my brain. I really want something negative to happen to them, like you run into a wall or somebody spills coffee on you today. Who's it going to be? Or should it be someone in the news? Mm. <sighs> Maybe Bleeding Heart Brian? No. come as a surprise to you. And uh, let me just say, you make sure that the message gets to where it's uh, where it's going here. When I tell you that Melinda's lesbo girlfriend is your asshole of the day for busting my balls about my Billie Eilish take. 
she sucks, and so do you for liking her and for uh, uh, being such a, uh, a butthurt idiot because I uh, she got the bludgeoning that she deserves. Melinda's lesbo girlfriend is your asshole of the day. You've earned that. You make sure she sees that. Take a screenshot of this right now. And tell her to shut the fuck up. All right. It's going to do it. I'm done here. Patreon bonus podcast happens at 11 Eastern time. Daisy rolls over and goes to bed. I love you folks. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I hope you understand that it is all jokes. I love jokes. Everything I do is looking for a reaction. Please don't take any of this personal. If you do, that's your fucking problem. Have a good one. Till next time. Bye-bye.